Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast, a high vibe space where we talk about all things spirituality, manifestation, raising our vibrations and walking away from the manifestation block that is alcohol. Whether you're newly sober, sober curious or you've been sober for a long time, this is the place for you if you want to learn more about spirituality, manifestation and how letting go of alcohol can make you so much more powerful at manifesting. It's time to stop drinking, start living, raise our vibrations and step into our manifestation power. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast. And this week marks the first week of me filming the podcast. Yes, filming. And this podcast episode is now being uploaded to YouTube, my new YouTube channel, the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast. So every week when I upload my podcast to the normal platforms, I will also be uploading it to the YouTube channel. So if you're listening on a normal platform, then do come along to YouTube and like and subscribe to the channel as well. Why not? Um, you can see my face if you like. Very exciting. Um, and also the face of faces of my guests as well when they come on, if you wish. Um, if you're already on YouTube, then hello, here I am talking on camera as well as on the microphone. I resisted um, putting this podcast on YouTube for such a long time <laughs> um, because I, I I was saying to my friends that I reserved the right to look like shit when I was filming my podcast. But um, yeah, I've decided that was a manifestation block. So we're moving through that now. We're, we're, we're putting it on, on YouTube all as well. Um, and hopefully it will just reach more people and therefore I can help more people. And that's the important thing. So welcome to the YouTube channel if you found me on here and please come along and come over, come on over to YouTube if you are listening on your normal device. Don't worry, I will still be publishing the podcast on all platforms. This is just it growing. So in this week's episode, I am interviewing Johnny Lawrence, also known as the self-development coach. And I met Johnny a few weeks ago now at a sober event. We both met at Sober Dave's summer party and we just got on really, really well. Um, you know, when you have those really in-depth, deep, interesting conversations about life, the universe and everything. Yeah, so we just, we just really got on with each other and we were like, hey, we should go on each other's podcast because you know, we're enjoying our conversations and maybe our listeners would too. So uh, Johnny has uh, kindly agreed to come on to the podcast today to talk about his story, talk about why he's a self-development coach, his relationship with alcohol and how he obviously let go of alcohol. And I would, I wouldn't call this an interview really. This is more just a really good chat <laughs> that Johnny and I are having um, about our views on things and I really enjoyed it and I hope that you enjoy listening to it too. Um, hopefully you'll find it inspiring. Before we move into the interview today though, let me just remind you of some of the things that I've got an offer to support you at the moment. So we have got my new advanced course in manifestation and actually there's only one spot left so this course will begin on the 28th of July for five weeks it's an hour's call uh, for five weeks and it's a really small group of four people 
so that you get loads and loads of time to dissect, discuss, evaluate, talk about things. Um, so there's one spot left. It's £250 for the four weeks. If you already have a foundational understanding of manifestation theory um, and you've already feel like you're kind of knee deep in your spiritual journey, as it were, um, then this could be um, the course for you to take it to the next level. So if you would like to find out more and see if this is the right course for you and like to take that last spot, then do email me at thrive at coachingbyannika.co.uk. Annika is spelled A-N-N-E-K-A. Um, if, however, you would like to start from the very beginning, as Mary Poppins would say, Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews, Julie, somebody Julie Andrews played. No, it was Fräulein Maria. I'm going off on a random tangent. Please ignore me. Um, if you would like to start from the beginning and you would like to learn in depth about why alcohol is a manifestation block and you'd like me to guide you step by step through releasing any FOMO that you have around letting go of alcohol so that you can step into true manifestation power. And maybe you'd like to begin your journey with me by taking part in Sober and Soulful, my six-week immersive course, which starts in September. Now, I've recently changed the pricing structure um, and the timing structure for this to make it easier for people to fit into their lives. So the price has, has gone down considerably. And um, what I've done to kind of balance this out is the, the, call, the course did have two calls a week, which is quite intense. So it's now one call a week, same, same content and resources. Um, and the price has gone down uh, considerably to make it more actionable, effect, easy to access for people. So uh, the link for this is in the show notes. If you'd like to find out more about the course content and prices, uh, please click the link. And again, you can contact me if you've got any questions. With regards to either of these courses, if you would like to jump on a free discovery call with me to ask me more questions about it and see if they're right for you, then that's absolutely fine. You can book um, a free discovery call for me just in the same way that you would to find out more about my coaching options by clicking the link in the show notes or by just sending me an email to organize that discovery call. If you would like to just focus on getting through the next 30 days alcohol free um, in a really low cost way, then why not sign up for my 30 day alcohol free audio challenge? It's only £20 and each day for 30 days, I send you an email at 6am with an audio file in and all you need to do is click it and listen to the sound of my voice. And each day I'll give you either tips and tricks, a little pep talk, sometimes a meditation to get you through your first 30 days. On another note, what else do I have? I have Sober and Soulful membership, which is £30 a month. And this includes a monthly group coaching call, which is full of really supportive, lovely people. Um, it also includes a monthly theme with self-led video training with corresponding meditation audios and journaling questions. Um, and yeah, this, this takes you through all sorts of different areas of manifestation theory month by month as the theme changes. Um, so if you'd like to come on over and join the Sober and Soulful membership, please do. You can cancel at any time. So you could just try a month for £30 and see how it goes. And it's very easy to cancel if you don't feel it's right for you. But I'm sure you'll love it. Um, and as always, if you would like to find out more about one-to-one -one coaching options with me, then do uh, just book in for a free discovery call and we can chat about your needs. So enough about all of that. Without further ado, let's start the interview with Johnny, the self-development coach. Hopefully you will enjoy this as much as I did. Mm -hmm. 
Hello, Johnny. How are you today? I am great. How about you? I'm really good. Thank you. It's great to have you on the show. Um, and would you like to start off just by introducing yourself to um, everyone listening? Yeah, I'm going to start off by saying a massive thank you to you. Um, I've been really looking forward to this conversation. It's it's odd that we get on so well and we literally met weeks ago. Bizarre, yeah, know, right? you know, but <laughs> sometimes you meet somebody and you just hit it off, right? You just um, yeah. both understand the world in the same way, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. My name is Johnny Lawrence. The first thing I'm going to do is taper your expectations. I am not the guy from Cobra Kai and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Some people will know what that means. Some people will be like, what's Cobra Kai? But it's a show on Netflix related to Karate Kid with a guy named Johnny Lawrence who has ruined my SEO um, <laughs> on Google. Uh, on his, uh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go off on a bit of uh, angry rant, so I'm gonna stop. But <laughs> I'm, I'm not him. Uh, I am better known these days as a self development coach, and there's a couple of reasons for that. The first one I've already explained, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the next one is that. Um, I have spent the last, well, over a decade and a half now, about 17 years helping people. And over that time, I've been educated in all sorts of things from mental health through to psychology, through to health and fitness, nutrition, all sorts of things collectively that I believe creates the self-development mantra or whatever you want to call it. Um, And that's helpful. You know, I've got all this education, it's formal education. But what I've also got is experience. I've got experience of understanding what it's like to feel certain ways, Mm. Um, what it's like to go through some really difficult experiences. Now, they're not the same as Mm. anyone I might be helping, but what it does is it creates this empathy bucket, this bucket of empathy that allows me to know what may or may not be helpful more importantly what's not helpful you know things like oh you'll be all right cheer up stuff like that sometimes is not the one to hear (laughs) for certain people (laughs) you know um and those experiences come from my childhood which you know you're free to ask about at any point but um I went through quite significant domestic violence as a child and um physical abuse and torture as a child and that creates some pretty, pretty crazy stuff, yeah, you know, that you have to deal with as an adult and consequently was part of the reason that I ended up being addicted to alcohol. Mm. So when you have that education and you have those experiences in life, I believe that when education meets experience, it creates wisdom. And I'm not saying I'm wise, I'm not Yoda or wise man on the mountain, but I do feel like I have some wisdom that I can pass along. Whether people are able to hear it or not, uh, I don't know. But like I said to you before we hit record, I don't have to be the smartest person in the room. I don't have to be right. All I'm doing is offering a perspective, not even advice. I really feel strongly that I'm never there to offer advice. I'm there to offer a perspective and it might may or may not be helpful quite often I offer a perspective people go okay and they walk off and then the penny drops later and that's okay you know <laughs> it's there for a reason there's a reason why you remembered it and you didn't just think wow he's weird <laughs> you know so um so now I work as a self-development coach and one of the, the the other reason for that is because I'm I live a really great life you know stuff has happened to me that has been tough and hard and felt impossible at times but right now currently I lead a really good life and I'm okay. I've survived 
hard things. I'm surviving hard things. It, yeah. it is what it is. And I now sit in a place where I've dedicated the rest of my days to helping as many people as I can with their self-development. That doesn't mean I have any answers. doesn't mean I know what's best for anyone or I'm some guru. What it means is that I will support and encourage people through those difficult moments to develop themselves. Yeah. And the only person that can do that, develop themselves, is them. <laughs> and sometimes I hear things in coaching sessions that might be important. If there's a problem or an issue that somebody has or a challenge that they're facing in life or they can't make a decision, they do have the answer. Most mm -hmm. of the time, the reason they can't get to the answer is because they're scared. And that's yeah. okay too. You know, we can we can talk about that. You know, you're not, you don't have to be so scared because you've got someone with you now, i.e. me <laughs> or whoever yeah. coach that they're working with. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-development is is a thing. It, 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 it's sort of funny and I don't I don't want to make fun of it because there might be people listening that have asked that question. But people go, so what is self-development? And to me, there's like never been a more self-explanatory term. <laughs> it's like, well, it's about developing yourself, <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, but if it's not obvious, it's not obvious, right? You know, self-development, I think we spoke about it when I saw you, mm. um, met you for the first time. I look at it like a stairway and the stairway doesn't signify that as you get higher, you're better than anyone else. What it is, is just a stairway. It is moving you to a different perspective. And when you're all on the ground floor together, you can all see the same thing. You can all agree what you can see. There's a tree, there's a bush, there's a car, whatever it is. And as you step up that step, you get a different perspective. And those early steps, you, you're not so far away from the bottom mm. that you can't still communicate with those people that are at the bottom. Yeah. So you might say, oh, I can see the tops of the trees and they can imagine what that looks like. It's not too different to what the tree looks like down here. But at some point you get so far up that at that stairway that you can see so many things that it doesn't matter how good you are articulating yourself. They just don't understand because they can't see it. And what can happen sometimes is people can become very obsessed with the people at the bottom because it's so wonderful where they are, because they've learned so many things. They're like, hey, it's really good up here. I'm excited, come up here. Those people don't want to, they might not be able to, they might not understand because they can't see and feel what you feel. You know, they can just see the people at the bottom and they're like, come on, come on, come on, come up there. And they're like, yeah, whatever, weirdo, see you later. Yeah, you go off and be alcohol free and travel the world and do all these weird things. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? That's so helpful, that image. Sorry to interject. So yeah, that image okay. that you've just given me, and I know that we talked about this before, I describe that in a similar way. I call I call it the healing spiral um, mm, because like we're that. always spiraling. We always go, I, I think of the, the spiral is like the circle, the cycle of emotions that we go through, like seasons. And this happens on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, these seasons we go through. But it's we're moving up the spiral when we're healing. Mm. Um and it, I, I kind of use that image to normalize the fact that we're, we're allowed to feel all the feelings and still be progressing upwards, right? But I think you just you touched on something really, really helpful and important that gets talked about a lot in the alcohol-free space, which is the tendency or the, the kind of, because we're so excited about being alcohol-free, we can end up, we're not careful seeming preachy to the mm. people at the bottom of the staircase because we're so excited because we're coming from a place of service and I want to help you all get up to the top here so what would your advice be to to people who are in that what's the remedy to that don't preach attract yeah make it look so attractive 
so fun, so freeing. Make it look all the things that you know it to be. Show it and they will come. I I, I was at a barbecue last year. No, was it last year? Yeah, last year. Um, and I had this chap talking to me um, and I was I, the guy that was doing the barbecue had to go to the loo. So I was turning the sausages and he was talking to me. And it is so it gives me goosebumps because it's so funny. Right. He was the most sober curious person I've met in a while. Yeah. The questions he was asking, it reminded me of myself when I was starting to think to myself, do I need to does alcohol need to go? Do I, mm. I need to change my ways with it? Do I need to change my relationship with alcohol? I would talk to people when I found people that were alcohol free, they'd, they'd look like a celebrity to me. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I want to know everything. Tell me, because yeah. you are making it look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I would insane. talk to them and I would start that conversation with them. And they would be really calm and they'd be like, well, you know, if you want to know about it, I can tell you about it, you know? And I'd be like, yeah. It was like, they, they know secrets and stuff, you know? <laughs> they know all stuff. And I'd really want to know. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'd want to join the club, but I wasn't sure if I could. And I needed that reassurance and this person was making it look so fabulously easy and it's not fabulously easy, but they were making it look fabulously easy. And I was like, how are you doing all this? How are you here right now at this barbecue where there's alcohol flowing and people having fun and you're cool? <laughs> How's that going on? You know, um, it made it feel achievable. You know, yeah. when, when you preach anything to anybody, they stop listening most of the time. I agree. And it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of how attraction works, isn't it? So you think, you think about the different, um, uh attachment styles um we're, we're, i personally think we're all all of the attachment styles it depends who's who and what's triggering what part of it in us yeah. but um you can't really have anxious attachment without avoidance so you chase something it runs away and that's exactly what we're doing when we're preaching we're like chasing someone to do something and they're going into avoidant no yeah. i don't want to and by just being the light and just showing how amazing it is we're just being secure and people come to us and we attract we attract that behavior back but I'm just going to peel back a little bit because you've given us some really um a really nice overview as to um what you do and a little bit about your background um is there a defining moment um or a defining um period of your life do you think that led you to become a life coach or a self-development coach um no <laughs> there are many there are many and it's funny um I've stopped thinking um oh yeah you know now I'm now I'm the coach now I'm doing it because life keeps doing things to me yeah. in the sense of like oh really <laughs> you're all fixed are you <laughs> Let, <laughs> let's see about that shall we <laughs> have some trauma <laughs> let's see what let's happens just trigger you. Let's just yeah you yeah let's no, see how yeah. fixed you are <laughs> you know so there there are lots of defining moments yeah. And one of the things that I've come to realize is that some of the most helpful things that I have learned in life have come from some of the worst experiences I've ever had. Mm. Experiences that for many years I wished never happened. Yeah. I ruminated over them, trying to change them in my mind, trying to find a way to come to terms with it, accept it, move past it, whatever it was, only to realize that what I wasn't doing was learning the lesson from it, which is really difficult. It is really, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, you've had some trauma happen. What's the lesson from it? You know, most of the time that will probably get you punched in the face, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you know, it's really difficult. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Mm. There are lessons attached to it. And all of that conflict 
that you feel mm. is because you are resisting. You are resisting and it's causing conflict. It's not the thing, it's the resistance to the thing. Oh, that really resonates with me. And from what I'm hearing you say, and tell me if I've I've misinterpreted this, um, is when we're talking about resisting feeling our feelings, when I feel unsafe, I don't want to feel like that. I don't like that emotion. Go away. I want to feel good. And the irony is that when we stop resisting it and we welcome it and we see that our most uncomfortable feelings are the most healing things that ever happen. Yeah. They they move through us, right? And then we just become very wise. Well, bit by bit. Drip there, by was, <laughs> there was this beautiful analogy that I heard once. Um, and it was um, when you get stung mm. by a stinging little leaf, the antidote to the sting is within the leaf. But no one's, rarely are people brave enough to scrunch up the leaf as just stung them and rub it on the wound you know Ooh. and the reason that is is because it stung them <laughs> and i think that's people yeah we have the answers but what do we do we avoid the place that the answers lie which is the horrible bit the yeah. stingy bit the bit that stung us the bit that caused us pain and discomfort and the learning is then in there and the thing is if you don't learn it if you don't take advantage of that opportunity then it will most likely happen again but a little bit worse. <laughs> this is so true. You reminded me of um, one of my favourite quotes. I don't know if you've heard of it from Elizabeth Gilbert, which is ruin is a gift. Ruin is the road to transformation. Ooh, Isn't it I good? haven't. I haven't, but that's given me full body goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's yeah. such a great quote, but it's so true. I, 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 it, sounds, it sounds really depressing, but it's actually not. But what, why did we even come into the human experience? Why did our souls choose to come into this human experience? I think we came to feel, we came to experience pain. We came to experience pain so that we could grow and expand from it. O- ultimately to move towards joy. We didn't come here just because we're sadomasochists. We came here to move towards joy. But that involves, like pain is the road sign towards the the joy that we're moving towards. Mm. Um, and when, yeah. we, when we learn to lean into that and... I think the fear of pain is worse than the pain itself, right? Oh, that that is so true. The fear mm. is the thing. It's the reason you're resisting is probably the fear, the vulnerability, the inadequacy, the hopelessness, helplessness, all of these difficult, challenging emotions that we don't want to experience. But the thing is, when you look into that pain and you find that wisdom, that knowledge, whatever it is, there's most likely then following that point, a decision to make. Mm. And that's hard what if that decision is I need to leave my partner of 20 years Mm. if that decision is I need to change careers you know I've worked I went to university and I I did a degree and I've focused my whole life around this career and now I want to change it no I can't do that I can't do that that's too hard everyone will be so disappointed in me all those people that put all that effort into me are they're, they're going to feel like they wasted their time all of that right so all of that stuff there stops you from making decision but the thing is (laughs) sometimes not making a decision is making a decision (laughs) (laughs) you're you're choosing to not make a decision and that's okay you know for a while but you know I I learned this lesson walking up the mountain I climbed with with Sober Dave recently we we climbed Mount Tupcow and that that experience was mental right because I suffered so badly on that hill I had altitude sickness and I couldn't tell the difference between a headache and a stomach ache that's how ill I felt Mm -hmm. and at the first way the first part of that journey 
you know i was stopping to use the loo well it was not loo i was basically going to the toilet on the hill <laughs> um it wasn't great i'm not gonna lie at first i tried to convince myself oh this would be an experience to tell the kids <laughs> after about the fourth or fifth time i was like okay i'm feeling really unwell <laughs> oh. <laughs> something's really not going well for me right now so i tried to ignore it i tried to pretend it wasn't happening and then i got to this point where i stopped and i said right come on johnny you have to make a decision here because you haven't made a decision and when you don't make a decision in life, and I'm talking off the hill, it means that everything around you, every person, every people, place and thing can change your mind at any point. Mm. So you're powerless. You could, That's true yeah, powerlessness, right? It is because you haven't made a decision. You haven't made a commitment. You've got no direction. Yeah? yeah. So I stood there and I said, okay, it's so much harder for me because I keep wondering whether I'm going to get to the top or whether I'm going to give up. So make a decision right now, Johnny. Either way, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to go to the top. Cool. You sure? Yeah, good. Right. What happens in that moment is no one can change my mind. Unless something happens to me, I'm not stopping. Right. But mm. what also happens is that I accept in that moment, everything that comes with that decision, the good stuff and the bad stuff. When I get to the top, it's going to be amazing. But getting to the top is going to suck. Every single step all the way up is going to be suffering. Are you okay with that? Yeah, because that's what I have to do to get to the top. That's true acceptance right there. So yeah. when you decide to go sober, yeah, or whatever it is, what you have to do is make that decision. Because when you make that decision, you also accept that it's going to be hard. And when it's hard, it's not a surprise. Because a lot of the time, what people want in sobriety is it for, if for it to be easy. It is not easy. <laughs> I'm going to reframe that. I'm going to okay. challenge that because I'm not okay. actually disagreeing with anything you're saying. Because, but I don't think the, I think drinking alcohol is actually much more difficult than not drinking alcohol. Um, and when we've reframed how we see alcohol, we, it can be easy, the act of not drinking. However, what is the difficult bit is feeling our feelings and showing up for ourselves in a raw state, which is exhausting. I, I con can constantly feel exhausted by it. However, I'm constantly celebrating now that I feel things properly and I process them properly. Yeah, I might be rolling around on the floor crying like a toddler sometimes, mm. <laughs> um, but I process <laughs> things so quickly. I move through things so quickly. And what does that mean? I just, I'm, I grow and progress and manifest so much more quickly. So I'd say life's more it feels like more of a roller coaster but that is actually what life is supposed to be so yeah. like life life is hard and I understand why for centuries people have wanted to anesthetize it but now we know better we know that our true power lies in not doing that and that's true bravery right showing up for life raw I think the bit about that that we can marry together mm -hmm. is that you know that now yeah. But the person that is deciding to whether trying to decide whether or not to stop drinking yeah. doesn't know that yet. Yeah. Yeah. We know now because we're sober. Yeah. We're two sober people having a conversation. So we know that it's actually easier not to drink. There is absolutely freedom. I don't have to battle with my thoughts all day, every day about whether I'm going to drink, whether I'm going to let myself down, how much I'm going to drink what I'm going to do when I'm drunk, how I'm going to feel tomorrow, all of these things that come with that drinking that are really, really hard that mm. you don't realize are hard because you're in it right now, mm. those go away. And that is absolutely, for me, I can only speak from my own experience, is freedom. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, but I didn't know that when I was making my decision. It was so difficult to make that decision. In fact, I can only say it now, the hardest part about sobriety was making the decision. Oh, yeah. That was agonizing. That was torture. I wanted someone to give me the answers. I didn't have the answer, didn't know what to do. I felt utterly helpless. Truth is, I wasn't. I was resisting. <laughs> I was resisting. I knew, like, if you if you want to know whether or not you need to change your relationship with alcohol, the answer is yes, because you're asking the question. <laughs> people that don't... Sorry, go Sorry. Carry on. No, people that don't have that challenge don't ask themselves that question. You know what's really interesting when you're talking about the resistance? Um, this is why I love like thinking about alcohol in terms of manifestation, but also it's just it's it's the same for all kinds of manifestation. What you're describing there, when we make that commitment to I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it, I'm gonna see if I can stop doing this thing, is we are about to jump off a cliff. And jumping off a cliff is like one of the most magnetic things we can do when it's in alignment with with you know feedback that we're getting from ourselves so jumping off a cliff might be like I'm going to stop drinking I'm going to quit my job I'm going to go for this other job I'm going to for me it was like moving back from Dubai I'm just going to do it I'm going to hand my notice in I'm going to I'm going to do it jumping off a cliff involves facing our fears Mm. and facing our fears walking through fears is how we manifest the big stuff but of course what happens when we ask ourselves if we want to jump off the cliff just the same thing that would physically happen if you put me on the end of a bungee and said jump off that Annika total mental resistance I mean you joking yep. absolutely not <laughs> and that and that makes perfect sense <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? it makes perfect sense now, I saw it on a program recently uh, I think it was Limitless with Chris Hemsworth it's on Disney and he has to walk along a long bar at the top of a very tall building and he's got a harness on and everything. He's perfectly safe. But to simulate how it might feel, they put a, vi- a virtual reality thing on him and they get him to do the same thing. And he still couldn't do it the same way. Really? He still had all the same fears and resistance because it feels real. You know, mm. it feels real. And there's this analogy that I talk about with uh, anxiety. And it's, um, I talk a lot about white knuckling. Mm. And what that, what that is, in case people don't know, is um, dry January, yeah? We can white knuckle dry January because we know there's a beginning and we know there's an end. We know we can go back to the thing afterwards. There's permission there for us. We yeah. only have to do it for X amount of time. So we can white knuckle it. And the white knuckle analogy comes from if I was to get you to hold on to a branch, yeah, climb a little way up a tree and hold on to a branch. When you first hold on to that branch, it will feel relatively easy. I'm just holding on. But nothing changes. But over time, it becomes harder and harder to hold on to that branch. And at some point, you're, you're holding on so tight that your, white, your knuckles go white and eventually you open your hand and you fall. Yeah. Now, the bit about that that I relate to anxiety is imagine that branch was on the edge of a cliff. But below that cliff, below your feet, mm. is a cloud. And you can't see what's underneath that cloud. Right underneath that cloud could be land. Could be land. You could be dropping literally a couple of meters. Or it could be a really, really long drop. Mm. You don't know which it is. And the, the pain comes from the fear of not knowing. Yeah. Holding on is the problem. The only way you're going to find out is if you let go, you know. And, and uh, also the, the need to con- control the outcome mm. sometimes is yeah. the problem. Um, okay, I want to 
peel back now a little bit and talk about alcohol then because this is coming quite a lot and obviously this is an alcohol free podcast we like talking about the relationship between alcohol and personal growth um we did we've been talking a lot about healing um and growing and manifesting as far as you um have experienced how has being alcohol free affected your personal growth journey um i i have a strong belief um that every human has a certain energy mm. and that alcohol just blocks that mm. almost on purpose yeah you know and i remember i'd get some really great opportunities maybe someone would ask me to go and speak at some big corporation in london and it would be a really great opportunity you know go and talk at hsbc or something like that right mm. and i'd be really anxious about it naturally makes perfect sense i'm scared about doing something scary but instead of just experiencing the fear and going yeah makes sense rationalizing it and getting on with it i would drink alcohol mm. <laughs> so now in the morning when I wake up and I've got this big talk to do, not only am I scared, I'm also anxious because I've drunk alcohol and I've not slept and I feel a bit hungover and all of these different things. Yeah. Why was I doing that? Well, it's because I didn't want to experience the emotion. Mm. And for me, and again, that's all I can talk about is my own experience, is everything for me was about resisting or an, an unwillingness or inability to experience difficult emotions. Yeah. And what I have now that I didn't have before is freedom mm. utterly just free now don't get me wrong but it doesn't mean that I you know I, I see it all the time you know people that go sober and they say oh my sleep's perfect and my life is perfect and alcohol giving up alcohol was the answer that's probably not true or they're going for a really good period and I'm happy for them <laughs> you know life is going to still be difficult with or without alcohol but what you are doing every time you have those experiences that are hard is you're building a very 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 comprehensive toolbox mm. because you're learning to manage your emotions without any help at all from the outside you're learning that your body has naturally got everything it needs whoever created human beings gave us everything we need to survive yeah. you know it's only when we start messing about with it <laughs> that things go wrong yeah. you know so we add alcohol to the equation it causes all sorts of problems so what do i get from not drinking alcohol i get freedom yeah. i get to experience experiences good and bad i get to be with my kids i get to be present instead of manipulating the day so that i can find the pubs and how i'm going to get alcohol you know I, I get to be with them in their moments and share their emotions with them, whether they're sad ones or whether they're happy ones. It doesn't matter. I get to share them with them. And that is a real gift. That Absolutely. really is. And what you're describing there really is, is this <clears throat> resilience that we have when we're alcohol free. This mm. resilience and kind of feeling a little bit like a Swiss army knife. Like I have all the resources within me I need to move through whatever the universe throws at me. And also for me, and I'm sure... I'm sure this is something that um, you will be able to relate to in some way based on the conversation we've had so far. But do tell me if I've got this wrong. I, for me, being alcohol-free has just been such a spiritual journey of, and growing of faith. And I'm constantly amazed by how magical, how much more magical life becomes the more I don't drink. Um, so I really... I've learned again and again, every time I've gone through something difficult without alcohol, yeah, it hurts so much more. But the, as you say, that the wisdom that gets left behind is so much clearer 
and so much more meaningful that we really start to lean into that belief and that understanding that everything is happening for us not to us everything is a gift and then and then all of a sudden you're like well is life I mean is life quote unquote hard do I want to use that word like it's tiring sometimes I'm like are you joking universe really can you give me five minutes just to no okay we're up leveling again right I'll roll my sleeves up what am I learning now like I call it like professional development from the universe but sometimes those modules keep coming hard and fast and you're like come on now Mm. I need some but yet you're still here still thriving you know and I was going to ask you a question but I think you just answered it and that was that have you now developed that playful relationship with the universe? And you did. You answered the question by going, really? I do. <laughs> really Sometimes I yeah. sit in my car and I laugh yeah. and I'm like, are yeah, you I do. effing joking? <laughs> yeah. And this is it. It's like what we get really well practiced at in life is being really horrible to ourselves and blaming ourselves for everything and making everything really, really unhelpful for ourselves. When actually there is a playfulness to um, the universe. I, I had, I had a difficult experience last year and it was really really hard and it tested every single aspect of my being about four weeks later I had a client who had the same problem and I was like really (laughs) you think I'm ready for this now do you (laughs) you know and I was just like okay let's see what let's see what you could do here Johnny you know and I helped them through it I supported them encouraged them through it but also, the gift in it was um, they were the other side of the problem. So it gave me a perspective that was helpful, helped me understand what was going on on the other side. You it know, also gave purpose, I'm sure, to your pain because you were like, oh, if I went through that so I can support this person, then that kind of I can make peace with that in mm. a new way. Right. Yeah. And it's like like the universe i really believe this and you know some people don't love the language the universe thing all oh, right here we go you know but the fact is yeah we live in a universe yeah, yeah. and sometimes the, the universe is always trying to help us sometimes we don't like the way it chooses to help us it's still trying to help though yeah. so it gives us this this lesson what if that horrible thing that you that happened to you was the only way you were going to learn that hard lesson what if you had to feel that pain? What if you, like, when you say, tell a child, don't touch that flame, it will burn you. Child's like, what's burning mean? What does hot mean? What is, what, what's all that about? I'm just going to touch the flame. Ow, that really burned me. Ow, I'm never touching that flame again. Okay, I get it now. Cool. Yeah, I get it now. I get it. That, why didn't you tell me? It was like, yeah, I get it. You get it now, right? You know what hot and burned means now, right? You know, sometimes you have to have those really uncomfortable, difficult, painful emotions, feelings, experiences in order to really learn. You can you can comprehend it cognitively. You can go, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. It's going to be painful. It's going to hurt, right? But until you get there and you go, wow, no one told me it was going to hurt this much. Yeah, I did tell you that, but you just weren't able to hear it. Now you can hear it, right? Yeah, good. It's <laughs> you know? like the first time you have your heart broken, right? You know that yeah. like having your heart broken is like really painful. And you mm. think, oh, yeah, I'll be fine. You like skip off into your first like falling in love experience. You're like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then when you do have your heart broken, it's like, oh, now I understand what all of the songs are about this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly that. Exactly that. It's I the get it. miserable feeling in the whole world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly that. That's exactly it. <laughs> but just with, with the, um, I think the relationship example, I quite like using it to explain manifestation theory because it's one that m- most people can relate to in, in, in sort of similar and different ways. 
um but you um have to every time we go through pain we as we say we learn so much that i can look back at um all of you know every time i've had my heart broken and go i would not undo that oh my goodness i am if i had not have gone through that i wouldn't be who i am now that made me mm. oh and my next relationship was all the better for it and and it's the same with all of our difficult experiences at the time we're like please why why are you doing this to me universe but i bet um i actually won't speak for anyone else i'll only speak for myself here but i can definitely say i wouldn't undo any of them because how how i would have to have learned them i'd still have them to be done there'd be like jobs on my universal to-do list that i still had to go through right at least i've got them done and out of the way yeah i've got i've got a friend who is a marriage counselor Mm. and he is on his fourth marriage and people go what (laughs) well he's not very good at it then i say but who's better because he's happily married now Yeah. yeah he had four rounds of mistakes he knows how it feels. He's not just read the book and decided he can drive a car. He's 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 been through it. He knows what's realistic, what isn't, what's tough, what isn't, what yeah. what what how things really work in action. You know, because this is the thing. You know, we can we can read self development books to to the cows come home, but until we have those experiences, we're not going to really understand some of it. You know. Okay. You know, we have to go through it and not everyone's willing to go through it. And that is okay. You know, it doesn't make you less than or weak or anything like that. It just means that you're not willing. You've you've got to where you want to be and you're you're not willing to go through that. To you, going through that isn't worth what you'll learn. That's okay. Everyone has their, I remember when we we climbed um, the mountain, there were a couple of people that decided not to. You know, they got to base camp, which is 3,200 meters. And they had decided that, this was far enough for them at this point. And I was really happy for them eventually. At first I was disappointed, obviously, selfishly. I was like, oh, I was really looking forward to walking up with you. But when they said it like that, as I started walking, and obviously as I started suffering, I was like, I wish I was you. <laughs> you know, but but what I realized is that for them in their journey, that was far enough. And that's I think all right. You make a good point here about journeys and about our life's purpose, because it, going back to the kind of spiritual overview, looking at everything from a bird's eye perspective, we've all our souls are all chosen to incarnate um, in this human experience for very different reasons to learn very different lessons, mm. and it's something that um, as coaches we we have to ground ourselves in all the time. Like, who am I to to try and persuade you out of the lessons that you you came here that you chose? I'm here to hold your hand and give you a leg up through those lessons if you choose to. Um, you know, ask me for support um, to help you work things out, to help you shine a, a flashlight on where you need to put your next step. Um, but we did all come for very different experiences. And we 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 have, I, I believe we have soul contracts to go through different things. And it's it's very, very individual. And I, I, I was talking to somebody, it wasn't even a client, it was a friend recently about feeling guilty for not protecting somebody from something or not stopping something from happening and I was like but that would be stealing mm. <laughs> like they need the the wisdom and the growth they will get from going through that but you why would you take that from them you need to let them have that right I have a perspective on guilt I think sometimes guilt isn't guilt guilt is helplessness disguised mm-hmm. as guilt because helplessness is I can't do anything. No one wants to be in that position. Who wants to feel helpless? No one does. 
So we'll have an easier emotion instead. We'll change I can't do anything to I didn't do anything because it's a bit easier to experience. I can blame somebody, that person or myself, their guilt, 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 you know, and it's it comes down to with me, everything comes down to one thing. What is helpful? You know, I find a lot of time people say to me, "What? Well, where's the science? And I say, look, I, I maybe on this occasion, maybe I don't have any science. I'm talking about stuff that I've experienced and I'm offering you a perspective. Is that perspective helpful? If it's helpful, give it a try, see how it goes. If it's not helpful, then just disregard it. Again, I don't have to be right. I don't think I'm a guru. I'm just offering a perspective. And I rarely do it um, with clients because I really do believe that they have all the answers yeah. and they're resisting those answers because they maybe don't want those answers to be true. Because what's difficult in life, what is maybe the most difficult is accepting things that you do not want to be true. You will actively resist that. Why wouldn't you? It makes perfect sense. This is a situation that I don't want to be true. So I'm not going to accept it. Mm, still true though. You know? This, and this is the definition of being stuck, isn't it? Ah, yes. Alcohol <laughs> perpetuate. I mean, I think for, for, in my experience, alcohol was just like keeping me stuck. In, it's stopping me from healing, stopping me from growing, stopping me from feeling and moving through what I needed to move through. And it was like me sticking my fingers in my ears, singing la, 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 la. And everything's fine. Yeah, but you're not going anywhere, Annika. You're stuck. Yeah. And, and what's crazy about that is that you you think it's part of the solution, but it's not. It's actually part of the problem at the time and you don't yeah, realise it. You exactly. Know? And then, <laughs> and this is why when we say, you know, I, I love to frame the, being alcohol free is it's it's absolutely incredible. It's magical. I love it. But a part of the magic, like there is magic in the darkness. Part mm. of the magic is that we feel the darkness, that we 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 walk through the darkness bravely. We take what we need from it and we come out the other end. So, yeah, in that way, being alcohol free is really hard. Mm. But when we when we walk through the darkness with courage, like it's as hard as we tell ourselves it is right it's as hard as we um it's not that it's not hard but you know what I mean we can feel uh we can feel empowered by moving yeah. through darkness right well we become brave by definition because you cannot be brave without first feeling fear so if you're feeling fear and you're doing it anyway you are literally being brave people misconceive fear as being weak no it's perfectly rational to be scared of certain things if I'm in a room with a rabid dog and I can't get out, it's scary. <laughs> it doesn't make me a weak person if I'm about to get ravaged by a dog. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make me Self, weak. Self-care. Yeah, yeah per <laughs> perfectly rational to be scared, you know. But if I, you know, being brave, you know, I learned this when I was, when I was a kid, right? I was led to believe by my father that I was worthless, weak, mm. and that I was nothing, you know, and that I was a fearful person all the time, you know. And I grew up with that narrative for a very long time in my life. I thought I was a weak person, a, a scared person. And then I realized, well, you're still here, Johnny. So you faced all of that fear and you did stuff anyway. You walked into situations where your brother or sister was being violently beaten and you took the beating. You took the, the pain. You took all of that stuff. You did that. You know, you shielded and you protected and you did all those things, even though you were scared. You know, you got locked inside of things. You got potentially, uh, it was a time when my father held my head underwater and I thought I was going to drown. You know, all of these things happened and I survived them all. Does that make me weak or does that make me brave? I feel You're like it makes brave. me, 
I think it makes me brave and it feels bit bit much saying it's hey i'm brave my name's johnny i'm brave you know but i i think it's a help again that is helpful you know what's so weird i'm just going to share this because actually this is like i love how life mirrors things i don't know if you find this johnny i'll share this now to all the listeners some of you might be clients but you find like a lot of the time when you're speaking to clients um, they mirror something back that's been coming up for you or that you just worked through and you realize you know that life's beautiful synchronicities I um I've literally had like a bit a big breakthrough on something I've been working through recently and my big breakthrough light bulb moment in my reframe this whole situation <laughs> I, can you guess it was I'm brave <laughs> and you're just basically saying the same thing and you're mirroring it right back at me I love it uh life has funny ways I, I felt that actually I, I could feel that I could see it in your eyes yeah it's um that's why I labored it <laughs> you know well, energetically sensitive so yeah. linking all this amazing wisdom and life experience and knowledge that you have then and the fact that you are this incredibly successful self-development coach I bet everyone listening is like I need to know more about like what this guy does what he offers like what's he got going on so can you tell us like what what things do you have on offer for people to get involved in well interestingly enough I am changing the structure of things at the moment um I have got a podcast if I if you don't mind me mentioning it yeah I'll pop that in the <laughs> yeah. show notes no yeah the, the self-development <laughs> podcast and the purpose of that podcast is I speak to people that are either specialists I don't love the word expert because I feel like expert it's like you know everything when I don't think anybody does yeah 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 I don't a lot of keen not keen specialists they specialize and they've committed to one area um, or many areas uh, and they're committed to learning as much as they can about it so I I speak to a specialist who's offering helpful advice um, about something that that's tough difficult challenging whatever it is and then the other side of it is I speak to people that have been through life-changing experiences maybe they've been through um an illness or a natural disaster or they've they've lost somebody that's close to them and they can offer something hopeful because i think why podcast if i was to sum it up is i want to offer hope to people that feel like it's hopeless that's it that's Mm. it you know i want to offer hope i want to give people a reason to keep going to keep moving forward because life is really tough and people have been through incredible incredibly hard things and I listen to those people and I extract the wisdom I believe me when I'm sat on that podcast and I'm listening I'm I've got my piece I've got my paper and my pen just like everyone else and I'm taking notes and I'm listening I, I you know I do that for me and for other people and that's what that podcast is it's a self-development podcast and it talks about anything I've had people talking about homelessness I've had people talking about limiting beliefs um I've got some people coming up soon that's going to be talking about down syndrome and having a child that's down syndrome and people might say to me well how is that self-development because it's not just self-development as in oh yeah let's talk about motivation let's talk about values and beliefs let's talk about limiting beliefs no I want to talk about everything I want to talk about hard situations that are really difficult and I want to show you an example of somebody that's been through that and has taken some wisdom and some knowledge that they can pass along that may or may not be helpful and that, that is, is... self-development that's not yeah sick positivity that's not no. spiritual bypass that's showing up for the professional development from the universe that mm. is that's yeah that's really authentic self-development I, I, I like I like to think so that's certainly my intention so so that's one thing the podcast and 
I, I do masterclasses as well. Um, um, I'm about to, in a few weeks time, release one called um, Validating Your Anger. Um, that's been very popular. I've done it live quite a few times. And what often um, really is a breakthrough for people is I have people, especially around alcohol, mm -hmm. and they're angry. They're angry about something. And they're like, oh, but it'll be okay. I'm not really that angry. It's like, right. So you're angry, fact. And you're not validating your anger because you're telling yourself you shouldn't be angry or you're not yeah. angry. Is that not resisting again? Here we this are back at resisting. Other podcast we could do because I <laughs> have this thing that I think anger is my favorite emotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a clear message. Yeah. I tell you what, with anger comes clarity. <laughs> you know, when someone's <laughs> angry, they know why. <laughs> they yeah. Know why. And also, like my, uh, I love describing, you know, the, the holiday. I don't know if you've seen the film The Holiday. Yeah, my wife makes me watch it at every given every occasion. Year. So you know the moment <laughs> where the um Jasper, that that man that's been messing her about, he turns up to her holiday and she suddenly is like, What am I doing? And she like throws him out. And she's like, I think this is what you call gumption. And um it's obviously all very um kind of rosy. But I'm like, mm. that's where she finally felt anger and she was able to put a healthy boundary out and go, universe, I deserve better than this. Like yeah. that's channeling your anger properly. She didn't punch me in the face. She just yeah. Angry I, I say that anger is not an action. Anger is not no, an action. No. People think I'm angry. I'm going to punch that person. Or I'm going to hurt that person. No, no. Anger's not telling you to do anything. Anger is not telling you to do anything. Anger is an energy. Yeah. Anger is an energy, and it's a clarity. And yeah. anger is your body's alert system to tell you that a boundary has been crossed. And it also provides the energy to put that boundary back in place if you need to. Yes. That's what it is, you know, but it's also, it can also be a secondary emotion. So it could be an avoidance tactic. So you're angry because actually you're feeling helplessness or you're feeling inadequacy or uh, intense vulnerability. That is... That primary emotion is an emotion about an emotion. That secondary emotion is an emotion about, no, sorry. The primary, the primary emotion is the emotion about an event. The secondary emotion is an emotion about an emotion. So you're having anger because you won't have vulnerability. You're having anger because you won't have helplessness. You're having anger because you won't experience fear. You are using that as a way to avoid the real emotion. And that's why you will never process it because you are not trying to process the right emotion. You're trying to process the secondary emotion, which is a secular emotion. It will always lead you back to something like blame, judgment, resentment, whatever. And you'll go round and round and you'll feel stuck. <laughs> I, we speak the same language, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Yes, music to my ears. So um, that sounds an amazing masterclass. So um, I will definitely, if you send me the link for that, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, I might even sign up for that myself. Um <laughs> um and anything else that you'd like to share that you offer to the audience well no just just coaching um and instagram and things like that look people i get a lot of coaches right they'll say johnny why are you giving so much information away on your instagram right like that you know that's for us to know not for the clients to know and i say what oh, really? are you talking about like like yeah. we don't i don't know anything that i didn't learn in a book or learn the hard way yeah and if i can pass that along look information is free it's what you do with it right and what i realize is that people don't buy information they buy the way it's translated yes now, i'm not for everybody i'm not for everybody there'll be people out there that just think i waffle on about nonsense and that's fine that's okay I, i'm not for everybody but for the people that can hear what i have to say and it's helpful good that's the point 
<laughs> you know and I, I put up stuff on social that I've learned about because like for example today I'm putting a post out about um the spotlight effect now the spotlight effect is when you become overly obsessed with so you go to a social situation and you think everybody's judging you or thinking about you or thinking that you're this or that or you talk too much or you've got really bad hair or you're put on a bit of weight you think that that's what they're thinking but what you don't realize is that everybody is, has the spotlight effect and they're staring at you because they're feeling inadequate <laughs> and that's, that's the point of it like you know and do you know why I give I put it out there because knowing that this phenomenon this psychological phenomenon is so common that somebody has given it a name is helpful yeah totally. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really helpful to know that all oh, right okay it's the same with the drama triangle it's the same with the dark triad you know all of these yeah. different things like everybody's a narcissist these days apparently no they're not not everyone's yeah. a narcissist sometimes you don't like what they're saying and you've called them a narcissist because you don't like it <laughs> you know and that, that's helpful you know because i'm trying to get people to realize that you know, the more you start shouting out words like narcissist or this or you're a psychopath is again, you're, you're encouraging chronic rumination, which keeps mm -hmm. you in the same place. You, you are focused on blame, judgment. You're focused on resentment instead of focus on how you can move forward. My mantra for life is focus on what helps and heals, not what hurts and holds you back. Too many people are focusing on what's hurting them and holding them back. They are replaying those events over and over again, trying to change them. They're not going to do that. So what is helpful? Helpful is to move forward. Now, it doesn't mean you have to forgive anybody or you need to, you know, some people say, oh, you know, you forgive for you, not for others. No, some people can't get forgiveness. I can't forgive my father. What I can do is I can accept the situation. I and what that, what that means is not that I accept what he did, it's that I accept how I feel about what he did. Because that's on me, you know, and that allows me to move forward instead of feeling trapped because that chronic rumination that that you know some things happen to people that are so painful and so unbearable and so unfair and they should not have ever happened and that will always be true that event will always be in your life like a dangling carrot that you can grab at any point like a thread on a jumper you know we've all done it we've all had a little thread on a jumper but i'll just i'll just yank it off and before you know it we've got a whole handful of thread and we wish we'd never pulled it <laughs> you know and that, and that can sometimes be what life's like you know we can pull on those horrible memories those horrible feelings but why what is it going to do how is it going to help it's yeah, not so we Actually, need to go i'm going to ask you if you've read a book by shaman jurek called spirit hacking i talk about okay. it quite a lot um you would love this book and there's a whole chapter there's a chapter on alcohol and why it's a it's the quickest way to lower your vibrations but he also has a chapter called f forgiveness <laughs> he talks about there's a difference he says you don't have to forgive anybody like you don't what you want to do is you want to accept what happened. Doesn't mean you forgive it. You're just like, yeah, that happened. I've 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 come to terms with the fact that that happened, so I can let it go. But I haven't forgiven them. Like, no, my boundaries still like rock solid. Absolutely. And that really resonated with me. Um, and that sounds like what you were describing um, when you were saying that. And I, I'm I'm very here for that. Like, you do don't... you know what the greatest gift that anyone can give themselves is? Uh, ultimately, it's the one thing every client will mm. say they've gone from hating what I say to it always be rattling around in the head. And the greatest gift you can give yourself is compassion. Yeah. And the greatest gift that you can put towards anybody else is compassion.
because what compassion does is it puts you in the other life is so messy and so difficult and everybody wants to say oh you should just do this this and this but when you get into that moment and you feel the energy and the currents that are all around you that are drawing and pulling you all the different scenarios and situations and people that are all involved in it all the different agendas it can get complicated and messy and can you really say that in that situation that you would have done anything differently difficult question to answer because you're not in that situation and you don't understand and my father he was born in Nigeria and he was subjected to public floggings he was dragged out into the street eight years old and beaten with a cane in front of an entire village and it was normal and then he was taken from that environment and he was put into the UK environment where that's not an everyday occurrence Mm. so with that as an upbringing with that as his programming Mm. I can understand how he felt it was okay to behave the way he did Does it make it better? Do I forgive it? No, because I still wish it didn't happen. But the point of it is, is that uh, have you ever heard of the three bowls experiment? Uh, I don't think so. So so you have three bowls, right? You have the middle bowl, which is lukewarm water. And you have one side that's boiling hot and the other side that's freezing cold. You put your hands in the lukewarm water and you recognize that it's lukewarm. You take one hand out, you put it in the cold water. One hand out, you put it in the hot water and you leave them in there as long as you can. You take both hands out, you put them back in the lukewarm water. One hand will tell you that it's boiling hot. The other hand will tell you it's freezing cold. Neither is true. But the reason they think that is because of the environments they were in previously. Oh, I love that. And that's that's because that's helpful to understand, especially when you have people discussing very very controversial topics like say gender or race or certain belief systems and they are arguing but what they're not doing is not they're not listening the reason that person thinks the way they do is because of the environment they've been in the reason that person thinks what they do is because the environment they've been in now if they're boiling hot and freezing cold and they're standing in lukewarm water no one's acknowledging no one's right no one's wrong you know and then no one feels seen either no you understand why you can't see that this is cold yeah exactly (laughs) and your your focus becomes i want you to see my point of view i want you that what's happening there isn't it's not about right or wrong it's about listening It's about listening and acknowledging and allowing that person to have that time. Because if you do that in a kind way, if you do that in a compassionate way, then that person may accept that you don't have the same views as them. And they'll accept it because they understand why. Yeah. They understand where you're coming from. Oh, okay. You grew up in this environment where that wasn't something that happened and that wasn't something that was safe or that wasn't something that made any sense. Oh, you have that view for the same reasons. Right. Compassion, compassion. I understand. I understand. Right. Good. Now we don't have to think the same way. We can just accept that we think differently and move on. (laughs) When people make sense, we can let things go. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I completely, on that note, I think that's a a, a very good point to finish on. When people make sense, when we make sense, we can let all sorts of things go and, and move through and heal. Johnny, thank you so much for coming on today. We could probably talk for another hour. <laughs> oh, I thought we were. No. <laughs> no, um, no. It's an absolute it. pleasure to have you on the show and I will catch up with you very soon. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to me today. If you would like to have the chance of winning a free one-to-one coaching session with me, then I'd love it if you could leave me a five-star review. All you need to do is take a screenshot of the review and send it to me at thrive at coachingbyannika.co.uk and I would love to connect with you. If you would like to connect with me further and you'd like to download my free guide, then please go to my website and you can do that and you'll be added to my mail list. Or if you would just like to book in a free discovery call with me, then you can do so via my email address or through my website. All of these links will be in the show notes. And I hope you have a wonderful, magical, sober week. And I will see you this time next week.